You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales, and I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We're having a busy day today, podcasts and meetings, but it's all good. And uh, yeah, great to be back to work and to it. And I'm really excited for today's podcast. Oh, me too. So today we're really happy to be joined by Elsevina Richtfeldt. I hope I've pronounced that right, Elsevina. Um, and we're going to be talking about getting comfortable on camera and, you know, in just conversations with our clients and on video. And, and I'm really excited because I know this is something that bookkeepers in our community really struggle with. So Elsevina, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm quite good. Uh, having a full day as well. Plus this evening, our daughter graduates, our eldest from uh, secondary oh. school so we will have a diploma tonight later on not not tonight yeah oh wow that's brilliant what an amazing milestone to be reaching um so do you want to start by telling us a little bit about what you do yes um i am a confidence trainer and i help professionals get out of overthinking and feeling really calm and confident when they speak to others whether that's pitching something or speaking to a group of people and, uh, of course, also on camera. And the reason I do this is because I used to be terrified in front of groups. And the first time I set up the camera to record and I started out thinking, let's create an online course, which was maybe a bit (laughs) much. But I set up the camera. I had two lights. I borrowed a tripod and then I walked out of the room. I was just too scared to even press record. So when people are listening and they are feeling really uncomfortable and avoiding the camera, I absolutely know how that feels. <laughs> it's, so. it's, it's a real challenge, isn't it? And I think a lot of our bookkeepers will relate to the idea of being an introvert and perhaps not even a pre- not even attempt to do that, uh, to set up that opportunity to video because just thinking this isn't for me I'm not going to be able to do this so um what what do you what would you suggest to what would you suggest to people like how can they start to approach the idea of getting themselves out there if they relate to the idea of being an introvert and are afraid to get themselves out there yeah I think it's something really worth looking into because what is the power of video it is so much more than just text and pictures. So when you know when you want to attract clients to your business, they want to know who they do business with. And I think especially for bookkeepers, you know, you have a business and there are the numbers and it's a bit sensitive. So you really feel you have to like someone and trust someone. And I think that's the case for most of the things or coaching or training what you do, but especially with something like this. And when you get out there on video, you give people a chance to really get to know you. So when you've written text and a picture, people really cannot grasp the idea of who you are. So you're doing them a service. So it really helps to shift the focus from you You know, we are overthinking, like, what will everybody think? I hear so many times people say, oh, I made a video and I really hate it. And I look this and my voice is that and yada, yada. 
and then they see comments on social media like oh this is such a good tip thank you you're brilliant i love it so we are so harsh for ourselves as well which can sort of com compound on already the being introvert or not really wanting to get out there but if you can shift that around and when you are not out there the people who need you will not know that you are there and what you can help them with so yeah if you can shift it from it's, it's not about you it's about them this is really interesting so we were, well we were talking to amy stevens about websites earlier and she was saying people don't care about you they want to know how you can help them and I also, you also just made me think of something that I heard. Um, I think it was, I've, I've been reading a Rob Moore book and he said, there's no such thing as introvert, introverts and extroverts. Actually, we all are extroverts in certain situations. When we know what we know about, we are able to be an extrovert. When there's something that we don't know about, we are introverts. Like when I take my car to the garage to be fixed, I don't know anything about the car. Um, and I will naturally be on the back foot and maybe a bit like afraid i'm not afraid of the mechanic but you know i won't necessarily know what to say or feel confident saying there's something wrong with my brakes or telling him what i think it is because i'm not the expert here but if i'm talking to somebody about bookkeeping that's completely different so um i think it's important isn't it to think about why we well connect to why we uh, think we're an introvert and what does what does that stop us from doing yeah and I have um, a good exercise for this actually. So um, what I like to do is to have the feeling still be there, but come loose from it or like do it anyway. So it is the sentence as a template. So it starts with even though, and then you fill in your, the thing that keeps you from it. So it could be even though I'm an introvert, or even though I feel introverted, or even though I feel uncomfortable going on camera, whatever words you give to that, then you add a positive outcome. And so really think about them, for example, even though I'm an introvert, I know my clients need the info I share, or I, I know I can change people's lives, or I know people will want to hear what I have to say, or I know so many people struggle with numbers and I can help them. So you don't hide it away or ignore it or pretend it's not there. You just, you acknowledge it, but you do it anyway, because you, you have to focus on the positive outcome and the greater good, so to say. So this is a really powerful one to use with your own words. So it is even though the struggle or the hurdle you perceive, I, positive outcome. And then just repeat that sentence to yourself at least 10 times per day or 10 times in the morning, 10 times in the evening. And the more you say it, the more you will feel it. Like, okay, even though I feel introverted when I speak to others, I know so many people need to hear what I have to say. And that's quite long to repeat 10 times. So see if you can make it shorter. And then if it's before a video, say it a few times mm -hmm. to, to, to really get into the the energy and then make the video so that is something that can maybe help for some people to so so uh so helpful because i think so i think we always we always think the worst don't we we're always imagining that we're going to make this 
huge mistake or whatever. But we actually do know, we all know that, uh, and we say this, to be an expert in something, you only need to be two or three steps ahead of the person that you're teaching. And, you know, we've all done our studies and we, we, do, we do know our stuff. And there are people out there, and I always say, you know, you're being really selfish by keeping this all to yourself. Uh, there's someone out there that really needs your help. You know, get out there and be visible. But using it like, it, I suppose you're creating your own affirmation by using that sentence. It's it's kind of nice and, and a good thing. I, I remember the first time I did video for my business. Um, and it wasn't that I'm an extrovert because I'm not. People assume that me and Zoe are because in our group, we're out there talking all the time. So people assume that you are. But actually, exactly like what Zoe said, there's no real introvert, extrovert. Actually, we pushed ourselves through out the feeling that we didn't know because we felt we knew a little bit more and that we could help. And the fact that we do it so frequently and we do a podcast every week and things like that means that it just it just becomes more natural and you just start forgetting you know we you know just like before now we were in another meeting oh we've got to go and do that oh we've got to jump on that and we just jump on now because of practice makes perfect but I remember vividly the feelings the nerves the knots in my stomach when I very first did my uh first video that I decided I was going to put out on LinkedIn as an introduction because exactly that I felt that if people are going to work with me they need to know who I am they need to trust me and they need to know that I know what I'm doing so what I did and I don't know if this is helpful to anyone but I kind of I write my script first when I you know at the beginning I don't so much anymore but I did used to I used to write out everything that I was going to say and then I'd set up the camera and I'd start from the beginning and I'd get as far as I can and then I'd stop the recording and go, right, I got that far. What did I forget? I need, what was the, and I kind of remember links, that word links to that word. Now, at first it sounds quite robotic, but because I kept stopping, starting, doing an extra sentence more, right, I got stuck there. By the time I did it, the beginning bit and everything, I'd done about 10 times. And I was so into the flow and I knew what I was going to say. It started becoming properly my words in a more relaxed way than sounding script-like. Um, and I remember I got to the final one. I was like, right, I've got to the end. And I know, but I, what I, I think by pressing record and knowing it wasn't going to be the final one, I was going to be recording it again, gave me more confidence to press that record button, to press that record button. I got to the one where I was about to do the end and my mother-in-law called me like 30 seconds before the end. And I was like, no, I, I was so close to being done. But actually, it meant that I did that full thing for a second time. And actually, I was even more relaxed that time. So really, I think it is about finding techniques, the affirmation, making it not about you. Love that. It's not about you. It's about the people that need to hear your message. And finding ways that, to, like you said, you didn't even press that record button when you first did it, Elsevina. It was like, this setup is too much for me. I'm leaving the room. But knowing that the first time you press the record it, you're going to be deleting it. You're going to be deleting it. It's fine. You're just practicing. Do, you know, do, do you think that's helpful to just keep practicing? Yeah, keep practicing for sure. So personally, I started out like that, actually. But the way I did it was I, I wrote a script. And then I would repeat it and like in front of the mirror or out loud. 
and then I would record it, but I would leave the script laying down. So I would not really um, do that. Uh, and there's two sides to that. I'm now not so much a fan of really using a script, like you say, because uh, Joe, it sounds robotic. And people I've spoken to, um, uh, I've written a book and I've interviewed people for it. And those are the exact words one of the ladies used was, I sounded robotic. And she was actually, she's an actress. So she was used to the camera. But when she was making videos for LinkedIn for her business, it scared her as well. So, you know, even people who are professionals, in a, like um, Zoe said before, you know, we're introverted and extroverted in different uh, situations. It's the same with skills, you know, when you are good an actress on screen and directing behind the camera doesn't mean that you can record a video for your uh, mindset business. And she used the word robotic as well. So that, that made me think of that. Um, and I think practice is good. If you really feel you need to, you can write it out. But sometimes the focus goes too much on the words, which sound also different because when you write, you sound different than when you speak. So if you can, what I find helpful is either work with that and repeat it a few times, but really speak it in a more natural way. Like you say, just say it. Start with short videos too. Like if you do a video of a minute, it's easier. And then, so I always say have the lens of your camera at eye level and then look through the lens as if another person is sitting across from you at the table. It's a natural place and it's your best friend or it's your ideal client and it's just them and you are telling them what you want to say. So imagine if you go networking, you walk into the room, you sit at a table across from each other. You're not taking out a paper and start reading out what you do or how some technical aspect of bookkeeping works or the, the European rules of VAT or what have you, you know the stuff. So it's also a matter of trust that you know what you do. So I really agree with what you say about practicing it a lot. And if it helps, you can write down some sentences of, or some mm -hmm. words or some, some like bullet points. But I would also practice just speaking naturally as if your friend was there. And some people find it helpful to actually print out a picture of their friend or of their client and hang that behind the camera. So they're really speaking to that person. Oh my goodness, I love that idea of having a picture of like your best friend or something. Um, I, I, when we started doing the podcast, Joe said about starting this and I used to have, it wasn't a script, it was the, the intro and the outro. I mean, anyone who's listened to this podcast will know that I always mess up the ending. I never know what to say. I don't know how to round it up. And, um, and I've done various versions of it. And I used to have a little script that would remind me what we needed to say at what point in the podcast. And, uh, and then another example of trying to script things, I can remember learning I remember being in, as part of a, a coaching program, we all had to learn how to put these 60 second pitches together. And it was really important that you had um, it broken into these different sections. So you would talk to, to, you would tell people about the traction that you had got with what you've been doing so far. That was an important part. I had to have traction and then you had to have a call to action at the end and you had to, you know, had some kind of, I don't know, but it had various parts that you had to cover. And I got so distracted by 
making sure I covered all those points and remembering what they were or remembering I cover the right things at the right point in the podcast that I forget about the actual conversation and the point of doing that. Um, and I probably would argue that maybe being in a networking uh, situation where you've got your ideal client sitting opposite you probably doesn't feel like bookkeepers with the biggest confidence they've ever had because they're probably thinking, I must get this client. Absolutely. Like I need this person in my life. What tips would you have for people who are so okay you might have a couple of keywords that you want to remember written on a card or something but if you're in that situation and you're faced with someone who would be a really good prospect for you how can you relax yeah so what I like to think of is again shift the perspective to them so have a curiosity and be unattached so the moment that you feel like I need this client the energy shifts and it won't even be in your words, but they will really feel you being needy or something feels off for them. And even though you are like the most sincere, honest, perfect, wonderful person in the world, if you have that energy, it will come across. So if you just feel unattached, you know, I will just tell them what I can do for them and I will see if they work with me or not. Either way is fine. If you have that energy and then you are curious, like who are they? What's their business? What are their struggles? What, what would they want from a bookkeeper? Again, with that, you really put your focus on them. You know already your stuff and you know what you can do. You can think about your why. That's also a good one. So when they ask you a question talk more about why you started this work because that brings out like a sparkle in your eyes and it gives you more energy because instead of saying like um you know if you say like okay i um i help people feel confident to speak in front of groups or if you say i used to struggle so much and now i love helping other people get in front of the room because that changed so much for me that is my big why or whatever that is even if you don't say it but if you keep your why in mind and if you stay curious about the other and unattached whether they become your client or not i -hmm. think that will make such a difference so you feel more relaxed already and then the conversation can flow even more naturally and you know so often it's not the person that you speak with in networking who actually becomes your client but very often it's someone they know so Mm -hmm. again with that you know it's just like curious who are they what do they need how can i help them or maybe they know someone who needs my services like maybe they have a brother or sister friend and they heard them say like oh i'm looking for a bookkeeper and then suddenly because you speak so passionately about your why they're like oh you mm-hmm. know yeah wow this this person said last week so let's connect you two so oh that's it's so interesting you say that because um i i do my sales calls over zoom and i do my discovery calls over zoom and I I was talking to our group this morning in our in our membership. I was explaining that how 
how I do it because we was talking about how do you do a proposal and I said exactly that I said I I go in and ask questions it's not about me it's about them and and questions are the answers as such so if you you know if you go in and ask them and also and we know that icky feeling we get when we speak to a you know a car sales guy that's telling us this is what you need. This is oh, this is how it is for you. This is the car you need. Or oh, let me go and speak to my manager. Or oh, let me do this. But and it's like it's not about you. And you get that feeling, exactly what you said. You know when you've got pound signs above your head. That's how I feel. If you go into a conversation with that, I really need that client. I know how I feel when a, somebody's aggressively selling at me and they want me for their month end bonus. You can tell that feeling. But if you go in and you just ask questions about them, you learn so much about them. You build a rapport and also you're talking less. You're listening twice as much. I, I love that saying, you know, we have two ears to listen twice as much, one mouth to, you know, speak less. So we should, we and, and it also takes away that scariness because all I know is that I say, hi, thank you for getting in contact with me. I'm so grateful that you did. Tell me about yourself. Why are you here today? Why do you want to speak to me? How did your business start? All of those questions. And I'm listening. They're talking. They're at ease because they're talking about themselves, whereas they're mostly nervous about talking about finances. They don't want to talk about finances. And then I ask them questions about, so what currently do you do? Who do you have? Your bookkeeper, your accountant, how does that work? And then they usually start saying something. I might pick up on something a bit negative. And then I can say, do you know what? That's exactly why I got into this business because I was in this industry. For, I've been in this industry for 20 years. And it always used to frustrate me that my clients only got their information once a year and they didn't know where they were and they didn't know how much money they had and they didn't know how much tax they had to pay. So I thought I would, this is why I've started my business to change this. And I can talk about the why. And it's so right. So it's funny. I naturally do that, but I didn't know that I was doing that. Oh, yeah. So cool. Yeah. And that helps for a lot of people to do if it's not coming so naturally to shift that attention from having to sell or like being at your best to being curious, like what's going on for them indeed. So, yeah, love that you do that as well. Can I ask you about video? So at the moment, we can't we can't be face to face in real. Well, maybe we can soon. But, um, you know, it, it's been quite difficult. And I think actually probably the whole world has moved to be much more online anyway, going forwards. We're, we're not probably going to go back to how things were in a lot of ways. Um, but whenever we suggest to bookkeepers that they need to put a video out there, uh, that is terrifying. And um, how can people so I'm thinking of, I do a lot on Instagram and I think it's much easier to put a quote up or a picture, a picture of yourself, picture of your cat, picture of your workspace. You know, there's lots of stuff you can do on there, but actually the thing that people engage with the most is video. Um, and if you are thinking about doing a live video and you don't want to be in that situation that you were in, you know, you'd set everything up, gone into your room and then you're like, I can't do this. What's the best way for people to get ready, like actually practically to go into that situation and, and do a video? Yeah. So do you mean live video or recorded? Because there's still a difference between well, I suppose, them. You know, live. Yeah, it's a good point. And I suppose if, you, if you're not feeling you can do a live, then you have the option of recording, don't you? Is that what you would you suggest people started there? Well, it's there are two kinds of people. So one type 
that I work with a lot says like, oh, you know, I don't know where to start and I find it super scary and life is like not even in this world. It feels like too far away. And other people are like, oh, well, as long as it's live, I'm okay. There are other people, there are questions coming, there's interaction. It's just like as I'm in front of the group. Plus I know it's live. So if anything goes wrong, well, I can't do anything about it. So especially perfectionists, they can love to, to go live because it feels like, you know, it's, it's a done deal and you cannot do it over and overthink. But of course, with a live, even when it's totally messed up, you can still delete the live, right? It's only a few people seeing it. But still, they feel more comfortable doing a live video than uh, doing a recorded video. So first of all, figure out for yourself. So if you feel like life is too, you know, out of this world to think about, I was like that when I started. I, you know, I didn't even press record on a recorded video. I couldn't imagine going live at all. So then start with recorded videos. So what I do is I start with short videos. Um, when you do Instagram, I think one minute is the maximum if you want to share them in your feed. Um, and you can easily share it to Facebook and LinkedIn at this, um, the same video. You, you know, you can repurpose it in other platforms when you are active there as well. Um, I always say like, pick one topic for the video, one tip or one idea, or if you want to share something personal, doesn't matter. But if it's like a business focused, only one tip um, per video. So then you can keep them really short. What I do is now I do more videos. So I batch my videos. So I have a list and I write down the topic. So my tips are, for example, I have eye contact, I have dip on lights. I usually say no reading, no music, uh, background. Those are kinds of questions I get a lot. So I write down the list of topics. I'm not that into the bookkeeping business that I can offhand. So I can, I know the VAT or the quarterlies or the numbers, but there's so much more to it. I can imagine that there are a lot of tiny little topics and tips that you can think about that you can do a video on. So you can either do just do one video and share it, but it can also help to batch your videos to so do multiple videos because you sort of get into the flow of it. Um, what I do then before I do a video is I do some stretches, some physical stretches. So you could do some like energizing the body, um, whatever you do, like dancing, yoga, stretches before your workout, when you're running, whatever you have, like really stretch out like your arms up and your legs and your calves and like rolling the shoulders, really physically warm up because it's not only about the words in your head, it's really bringing your whole person to the conversation. Then I do a voice warming up and I have my topics ready. Then I make sure, of course, the light is okay. The background is not distracting. And when that's all done, it is what we talked about before. I picture one person that I'm speaking to. I look through the lens and I really imagine a real person watching. And this is something someone said really helps for them as well. That is for the people who feel more comfortable going live and they have no idea they get stuck when they have to record. I say there's still people watching there's just a time delay between when you record it and when they hear it. 
and that was such a game changer for some people. They said like, I love to look at it like, like that because they feel I'm just here in the room with my phone or with my computer and I'm talking to a thing, but the, the thing is you're not. You're, you're talking to a person, only there's a little bit of delay. So basically it's prepare like stretches, voice, lights, topic, don't overcomplicate it. You know what you want to say, you're ready to say it. And then, um, yeah, practice. And you can always delete if it's really bad, but don't, don't do, in the, like in your first few videos you could, but I hear so many people saying like, oh, I did 15 takes, I did 20 takes, and I shared the first one, <laughs> or maybe the second one. So if it's something happening, like Joe said, like your mother-in-law calls right when you're in the middle of the video, we've all had, have that happen. So now I have my phone on mute, on the airplane mode, when I record a video, because that happened to me as well. So you learn from that. You're like, oh, I'm going to record some videos. Okay, I will put off the email system. Otherwise you hear ploying, ploying, and then you go like, oh, do I hear this as well? And then you forgot what you're going to say. So I have to distract, but if that happens, you know, you learn from it. And then the next time you're like, okay, I will put my phone on mute so nobody can call when I'm recording. And then you don't need to redo, but don't fall in this pitfall with recording. Like it has to be perfect. In the beginning, I did two or maximum three shots and I would watch them back. And where I felt the most like I like her, that was the clip I would pick when I felt the most warmth or connection. And it wasn't where I, you know, I'm still not perfect in my videos. You cannot be, you know, I'm, I leave my mistakes in. And when I started out, I would really edit out every um and ah. So that would take so much time. And now I just leave it in. And if you really overthinker, you could not watch it back at all. So some, again, some people like to watch it back and some don't. So um, I was just going to say that. And post. I can't. I can't watch it back and actually I like the fact now that I have mistakes in everything like when me and Zoe chat I say the wrong thing I um and ah and but that's me uh, because I know I, for me I think is uh, done is better than perfect so and I know that if I'm gonna have to get something perfect it's gonna take me hours and then that means it won't get done so I think it's about getting over that where you still care. Obviously, you still care, but you're not, it's not about putting out the, um, the most amazing thing ever. It's just getting it out there, getting what you want to say out there. And actually, like you say, when you start doing it, the response you get is so positive. I, you don't, it's so rare that someone's going to say, oh, you're speaking absolute crap. And I'm going to say that, you're, especially if you're concentrating on one tip at a time. You know, it's just saying, hi, hope everyone's well. Just so I could tell you this top tip today. And then, you know, I'll be back soon with another one. Like, do, 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 like just really quick and snappy. And then now what I find is um, someone asked me to do a review on something the other day. And they're like, just five minutes. I finished it and it was 18 minutes and I was like oh my god I don't shut up I because now I've got comfortable I just chat and actually that's what people want they just want you to have a conversation but just a one-sided one and the other thing I noticed really 
funny recently is that I do voice notes all the time on WhatsApp or, you know, Messenger. I love doing a voice note. And I sent one to my sister and she's a real kind of an introvert. And I just got a, a voice note back of her giggling. And I was like, what's so funny? She was like, oh my God, you're so brave. Like she wrote this back. You're so brave. How do you do that? And I was like, I didn't even realize a voice note was a brave thing to do because I just have done it so much recently. So I think everyone, I think everyone's got to realize that everyone feels nervous to begin with, but actually it's like anything, isn't it? The more you do of it, I'm sure you sure you didn't know what a debit and a credit was and was like, oh my goodness, how do I do a bank record? You know, all of these things we have to push through and grow. But everything you've said, Elsvina, is there's so many tips to build that confidence, getting the lighting right, getting the backdrop right, making sure that you're looking through the light. I love that tip. Make Having someone's face just looking over maybe the top of your laptop or something so that you could, or maybe you could put their face there with and cut out the eye for the... Some people <laughs> do the, that. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I, I'm, I'm going to do those because I, I do feel like I'm talking to a thing. This is why I love doing our podcast and things because I'm actually talking to you. But, um, and so you do a much more videos, live videos. I'm still fine that I will do it, but I don't find it easy. But I think those tips you've given us make it much easier. I love the idea of speaking to somebody, not just a camera lens. Yeah, and I will kind of quickly address what you just said as the first thing, Joe, that pe most people will love it for sure. And there will be some, well, uh, I don't how um what's the language you use <laughs> can we say a uh, dickhead or not <laughs> but they are you can say dick. yeah there are some of those and actually when I started out a few years ago well I, I'm doing this for seven or eight years now and I think I was doing some videos and there was this guy in the Netherlands and he was just ranting on everything that was wrong with my video and he wrote me like this long message in private message it just baffled me like if you don't like it just scroll on it won't resonate with everyone and that's fine because then they are not your people and they will never become your clients anyway or your or share people to you or like refer people they won't ever be so there will be haters but it's them it's you trigger something in them or they they are maybe jealous actually that you do the videos and they do not or whatever it is so then find some support and you have a wonderful group here with you two if that would happen and i don't say it will but it can you know it, it did feel really yucky for me and then i got i had uh, i had to get over that because i actually knew him personally and i was like what the it's going on here like what and it was the, everybody else was so positive like you say and they love the tips and they're like inspiring and some people when it's not for them you know scroll on and look for something that you do like but this was just so weird and yeah that can really get to you so if that would happen to you when you start out find some nice supportive people focus on the positive responses don't let it hold you back because it's them it's not you really so that's just uh on what I you said joe about most people it's <laughs> really important to highlight it actually because i think this is a lot of the reason that some people hold themselves back because they're afraid that someone is going to say something or uh, particularly people who've maybe left a 
corporate role to set up their own businesses they think and often like we say connect with people on LinkedIn and people are often like well I don't know that I want to connect I don't know that I want to be on LinkedIn because that's where a lot of my previous colleagues are and they might be judging me and thinking well who you know what are they doing who, who do they think they are and that kind of thing and and that's it you know actually the the reason to stay connected with those people is because they might know people who become your clients so that there is a good reason to be connected with those people and yes. the people who aren't for you aren't for you the people that those people who for some reason are triggered joe and i were talking about this this morning it's often a reflect, reflection of something in you that triggers you um so it's it's something about them it's nothing to do with you and and you know we have we can block these people we don't have to we can report them we can block them we don't have to be affected by it but we i i don't if i get comments like that i delete them and don't look at them uh, i've had like trolling comments on things before and just I don't even look at the comments now because sometimes it's just like why am I getting dragged into this it just doesn't even matter so um, exactly yeah. and you know the people who are actually making nasty comments from the corporate world they are probably jealous that you are so brave to take this step and they maybe have thought about it but they feel they can't do it themselves and that's a way of acting out so like you say just block or delete and move on Yeah, um, absolutely. So he's yeah. oh, I was just going to say, so um, my final question for you then is how you will have noticed that I t take a long time to get my point across sometimes. So what what advice would you give to someone who finds it difficult to get their point across effectively? Because one of the things we mentioned was doing one minute videos. And, um, and if you want to ramble on a lot like me, you might find that quite difficult to do. So how can you be more succinct? yeah so there's two things to it so when you set yourself the goal of doing one minute videos it helps to be really have only one thing to say like when you say like oh i because it feels sometimes like everything is important so i want to talk about this this and this well okay do three videos and share the next one tomorrow and the day after that so to really have one focus and then it's also a matter of training i used to do like two three minute videos i was talking longer about things so i did I set myself a challenge a few years back and it was january and it's like okay every day i'm going to record a video and it has to be under a minute and after doing that for 30 days it became so much easier um i, I was then reading a book called the compound effect and i was just taking some nuggets from the book i loved it and it was only halfway through and I was like, oh, you know, today I want to talk about this I read in the compound effect and uh, this is what it meant for me or whatever. So it was a really short, concise topic. So that helps for the short videos. This is also very common when people do uh, speaking. And one of the techniques that I work with in my confidence creation framework is actually to get out of your head and out of overthinking and more to your, what I call your center, it's inside your belly. And it's really strange, but when you focus your attention out of your head, more into your center, first of all, physically, you're much more firm, so you're less easy off balance. And also you will feel the important things come up for you. So when I'm in my head, sort of this head bubble, everything feels important, all the details, I want to say everything and sort of ramble on. 
And when I focus my attention and it's, well, we, we can't really go too deep into this here now, but an easy thing to start is when you stand up to put your hands under your belly and breathe down and really focus on your breath and put your attention on your really deep breath that you have there. So there's more to this exercise. And I did one actually last week for the first time this year with people in person uh, here in the Netherlands, which was amazing because I used to do that very regularly, but then we were not in the same room with people anymore. And to, to feel the difference, first of all, when you, when you push someone lightly against the shoulder and their attention is in their head, they're like all over and just, it's really crazy, but just your attention shift there and you stand so much more firm already. And then when you go speaking from, when you speak with your attention, not in your head, but lower, it's as if you don't have as much to say, the really important points come forth and then you, you, you don't feel like talking so much. It's really, um, really interesting to see. So That's focus on one topic. Magic. <laughs> yeah, it is. But this is why I changed my business from stress and burnout training, a prevention training to eight years ago to doing this work because this is only like a really tiny little bit of the method that I've integrated in my background with kinesiology and debating um, as, a, as um, a speaking focus. So this is from a method called feminine presence and I'm a licensed trainer in that. Like I said, then I integrated it with my other background to make this my training, but just I felt like this is magic. It changed so much for me. And I've been for the past eight years passing this on to professionals with huge impact. So many people worked with me for one day training and I speak to them six, seven years later and they're like, oh, I'm still implementing these techniques on like every week, <laughs> practically on a daily basis. Or I write to them on LinkedIn. Oh, I see you got a promotion. Oh, yes, four years ago we did this training, and I, these techniques helped me get this promotion. And so, so yeah, wow. that's uh, it's really powerful stuff. Amazing! Wow, I've got I've learned so much today, and I'm I've been paying attention, and I'm going to have to do some work on that. So <laughs> expect more succinct questions from me in the future. Um, look, thank you so much for taking the time, Elsevina. It's been really lovely to have a chat and find out more about how we can help bookkeepers to be more confident. Um, I'd love to know. I know you have a book. I'd love for you to tell us, us about that and how people can find out more about you. Yeah. So the. Um... The book is really focused on the video part. So it's called Get Comfortable on Camera. And it covers everything from why video is important. It has an exercise in there where you sit down for less than an hour and you have at the end of it 75 ideas for videos focused for you personally. So it's a really powerful strategy. Plus it has not just random topics, but it gives you a clarity and focus for the video topics to support your business as optimally as possible as well. Uh, I share more about how to do live videos. I have the pirate technique for that and do's and don'ts and tips, etc., is all in there as well as nine interviews with um, professionals all from different angles. 
which gives you an extra insight uh, into videos as well. And the website for that is getcomfortableoncamerabook.com. And the book is available through Amazon. And I don't know if you have any listeners in the Netherlands, but if you do, they are on managementbook.nl. It's available as well in print. So I have a print version and uh, a Kindle version. So people can, again, pick. I prefer physical books, but I know a lot of people read uh, eBooks. So uh, they are both there. And I have an own website called, it's elsewine.com where people can find more as well. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, I mean, I'm, a, I'm probably a Kindle person despite the books all behind me, but I, I'm more likely to read it on the Kindle. So I will download a copy and I'm gonna have a read through. That is absolutely amazing. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us today. It's just, you've given us so many amazing ideas. I was like jotting down ideas that I've like, we've got a little checklist here for people how to get ready to do their video. So I'll be sharing that. Um, thank you so much. I'll link to all of that in the show notes for anyone who's listening. And um, um, we'll see you next week for another podcast. Thanks, El Sabina. Take care. Thank you for having me. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club? Or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.